Good morning. How's everybody doing? Doing well? How about the band this morning? Anybody enjoy the band? Yeah, very cool, very cool. My name is Quentin. I am uh, one of the pastors here. So glad that you are all here today joining us in the fourth week of a parenting series that we have called Our Imperfect Family. Uh, my wife and I, we have been married for 17 years. We have an uh, almost 16-year-old. She's going to turn 16 in September, and our son just turned 7. So when we're talking about a family series, like, I need this stuff, right? Like, I understand, like, both ends of the spectrum, boy end and girl end of the spectrum, totally different people, right? 16-year-old and a 7-year-old. Completely different people, right? And then my wife still has to deal with me. She's got three kids, right? So I get the parenting thing. And I've been a pastor for about 15 years now. And I know that in parenting, some families, some parents are just waiting. You're waiting on that call from your child's daycare, you're, you're waiting on the call from your child's school that says, you know what, the class they're in just isn't working out. They're, they're misbehaving. They're, man, they're, just, they're just not doing what they should be doing. We're going to have to find some other options. In my years of ministry and parenting, I've, I've seen that there are some parents that are just waiting for that knock on the door, and it's the police department, and they want to know What's going on with your child? I know that there are some parents that are just dreading that next grocery store run because kids just, just misbehave in the grocery store. I know that there are some parents that are, are dreading. They're dreading that next invite to the restaurant because you know that the kids just can't handle being in a restaurant. I know some parents that just despise family vacations, to be with their kids 24 hours straight just sends them over the edge. I know that there are parents that literally count down the days until their kids are out of the house for good or at least they wait for school to start back because they just can't manage their kids. They want peace, but they can't find it. Here's what I know. Parenting is hard. Any parents in here say amen? Parenting, parenting is hard. I get it. But what I want to share with you today is that we don't have to live in crisis mode all the time. I remember very clearly there was a time in our life where Marie and I, as a parent, we were getting ready to enter this crisis zone. It was when Melanie, our firstborn, when Melanie turned two. That was a crisis for us because we always heard about terrible twos until you experience the terrible twos. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I can't even begin to explain to you the madness at terrible twos. And we were entering this crisis zone. Literally, I would try to parent Melanie one way, and Marie would try to parent Melanie a different way, and we were just at odds with each other. And one night, I remember us saying, look, we, we got to be on the same team. 
like Melanie was hearing two or three different things from, from two parents and not really understanding. It wasn't clicking. So Marie and I put Melanie to bed early one night and we sat at our kitchen table and we realized that what we were doing as parents just wasn't working, that we needed to, we needed to be on point together, that, that we needed to parent together. And so we sat down and uh, we sat down and we started thinking how we could parent on the same page. Typically, it happened with rules in the house. Like uh, Marie would tell Melanie one thing, I would tell Melanie a different thing, or I would hold her accountable for one thing, and Marie would hold her accountable for a different thing. And we just really needed to get on the same page. So I thought what we'd do, we'd sit down at the kitchen table, and I had some paper and a pen, and I started writing down every scenario. Everything that Melanie could do wrong, I tried to list every offense and then have a corresponding correction. Yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work. I was running out of paper. And then Marie and I looked at each other. And we remembered. Look, there's some biblical principles that Marie and I, we know. There's some biblical principles that are going to help us parent. And that night we developed a plan, a plan for parenting where we were on the same page that we have used with Melanie and now our seven-year-old son, Chase. That's the plan that I want to share with you today. I'm telling you, Marie and I avoided crisis in our house. We avoided it. Marie and I have never had a crisis in our house. And I'm telling you today that with what we're going to talk about, you too can avoid a crisis in your house. You can live peaceably with your children, for real. So let's talk about what that plan is. We have a plan to live peaceably in our house, but we have to make sure first that the goals are correct. You remember last week, Pastor Brian talked about the goals and remember how we talked about that we, we could, not, could not have a parenting goal where the number one goal was just to make our kids happy all the time. That's not, gonna, that's not good, all right? Listen to the podcast last week. Where our parenting goal is not to make your kids happy 100% of the time. Our parenting goal is also not to make sure that our kids are A students, are perfect at everything, are just performers. They are just the absolute best at everything. That's not the parenting goal either. We learned last week that the parenting goal is here, that we ought to parent with a heart in mind. When we parent our kids, we ought to be thinking about the heart and how the heart connects with the heart of Christ. This is where we need to be. With that parenting goal in mind today, I'm going to share with you the plan. The plan to make sure that we are parenting towards the heart. So when Marie and I developed this plan, it comes directly from Scripture. Paul says in Ephesians, Ephesians 6, 1 and 2, Paul says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with promise. Let me state the obvious just for a moment. We are parenting with the Bible. We are parenting with the support and the authority of Scripture. There's a lot of power in that. When you try to parent your kids, it's not because you say so, but it's because we have discovered this in Scripture. And this is what God says through the Apostle Paul. 
in the book of Ephesians, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right, honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with promise. Bring the Bible into your parenting. So with this in mind, with these biblical principles in mind, Marie and I developed two rules for our kids. Not the list that we sat down and tried to have all, it all mapped out. That didn't work. We have two rules for our kids. Listen the first time and use manners. Listen the first time and use manners. You could ask either one of my kids today, hey, what are your two rules? Listen the first time and use manners. I asked Chase just last night, hey, I'm going to talk about our two rules. What do you think? Dad, I changed the first one to listen the second time. That's what he told me, right? Like he gets it. He doesn't, he doesn't want to listen the first time. He wants another chance. Too bad, right? So it's listen the first time and use manners. So what are our two rules? All right, one more time. What are our two rules? What are your kids' two rules? Yeah, that's Chase right there, screaming it out. Screaming it out. He thinks he's going to get in trouble if he doesn't say it. Listen the first time and use manners. Listen the first time and use manners. Come straight from Scripture. Here's listen the first time comes from Ephesians 6, 1. We just read it, but look at this. Listen the first time. Children, obey your parents. That's where we get to listen the first time. Obey. Children, obey. Listen, when we teach our kids to obey parents according to Scripture, we are essentially telling them to obey Scripture. This, this is parenting towards the heart. This isn't because mom and dad said, but no, God says, your creator God says that this is the best thing for you, to listen the first time, to obey your parents. And as they start obeying us, they start obeying God and things of Scripture. When they leave our authority, which one day they will, they'll get out of the house. Melanie is 16. She'll probably live there forever. But in theory, she's 16. At one point, she might move out of the house, out of my authority. But our parenting towards the heart tells me that she's going to have still the authority of God in her life because we are parenting with the heart and mind. Listen the first time is also very practical, very practical. I teach our kids to listen the first time regardless, whatever it is, listen the first time, okay? Because that one time that one of our kids runs straight to the end of our yard and gets ready to get into the road, and I say, stop! Do you want your kids to question you at that point? Because the reality is they won't have a second chance. They have to listen immediately. So when we teach our kids to listen to the minor things, hey, go to bed on time. Hey, pick up your mess. Hey, make sure that you, you do your chores. Hey, make sure you do whatever. Whenever you tell your kids to listen the first time and they, they major in the minor things, you don't have to worry about the major things. I never want to use the, the running out in the middle of a street as a, as a teaching illustration for my kid. Oh, you see what happened? You got hit by a car. Don't you wish you would? It doesn't work that way. We need to teach them on the minor things, and they'll listen 
to the major things, and we won't have to worry about it because they'll listen the first time. The second rule is use manners. Look at what Paul says in Ephesians 6 to honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with promise. Honor your father and mother. First of all, parents, Paul's begging the question. You need to be honorable parents, okay? need to be honorable parents. Kids, you need to honor your parents. You need to obey your parents. The big thing for me, and when it comes to honor, like the hallmark signs of, of honor, the hallmark signs of using manners is sir and ma'am. My kids have to say sir and ma'am because it shows respect. It shows honor. It shows manner. For my wife, it is please and thank you. So we incorporate those things into our parenting. When we say, Chase, Melanie, listen the first time and use manners, you're going to say, ma'am, you're going to say, sir, you're going to say, please, you're going to say, thank you. But that's not just for my kids. I do that. When, when I'm talking to my 16-year-old, I'll call her ma'am. When I'm talking to my 7-year-old, I'll, I'll call him sir. I'll say, please. I'll say thank you. They see this in the family environment. They say this to each other. Not all the time. They're kids. Most of the time, they're using manners with each other. They're seeing mom and dad use manners. They're seeing people that we hang out use with, hang out with use manners. They're seeing this. We're leading by example. By example. We even take this maybe to the extreme. I don't know. When our kids go to someone else's house, when Chase goes to, to the neighbor's house and he wants to play with the neighbor's kids, I'll walk over there. I did this. As a matter of fact, walk over there, talk to the adults and say, Chase, please share with them what our two rules are. Listen the first time and use manners. And I'll tell the adults, if, if my child does not do our two rules, let me know. But our child is, is expected to do two rules. Listen the first time and use manners. We do that when we take our kids somewhere. When kids come to our house, the parents come and drop them off. They come in the door. And I say, in this house, we have two rules. And you're welcome to come and have fun. But in this house, we have two rules. Are you willing to listen to the two rules and obey the two rules that we have in this house? It is listen the first time and use manners. Super simple, super easy. Are you willing to do that? Yes. I've never had someone say no. I've had someone not come back. But we've never had someone say no, right? These rules are important. And they're simple. They're effective. The two rules are this. Listen the first time and use manners. What are the two rules? Chase. Chase. Listen the first time. By the way, I did not ask him to be in here to be a cheerleader, all right? Or threaten his life. I didn't do that. He just wanted to hang out in here today, all right? But it's true. They're super easy. Super simple. We love these rules. These rules, if you implement them, will help you parent your child's heart. Though I love these two rules. They work beautifully. However, that's not all I want to talk about today. These rules work really, really well for kids. But parents, we need some rules as well. We need two rules. And here's why. Because kids react to our actions. Kids react to our actions. 
We want our kids to follow rules. Mom, dad, I want to give you two rules today. They're going to help you parent with a heart and mind. These two rules will help you act together in oneness. These two rules will help you be the responsible party in your house for your dependent kids. Here are the two rules for parents. Parent collectively and parent consistently. Parent collectively and parent consistently. What are the two rules for parents? See, y'all depending on Chase to help you out. Chase doesn't know this. He didn't know this part, right? What are the two rules? See, he's, he's, going, he's going back to listen the first time. It's in his brain, y'all. Don't, don't tell him any different. We've worked for seven years to make that happen, all right? What are the two rules for parents? Two rules for parents. Parent collectively. Parent consistently. Parent collectively. Parent consistently. Guys, we've got to get this, okay? What are the two rules for parents? Parent collectively. Parent consistently. We've got to do those two things. We've got to do those two things. Parent collectively means parenting on the same page. Parenting together. Look at what it says in Mark chapter 10. Parent collectively. Look what Mark chapter 10 verse 6, and, uh, 6 through 9 says this. But from the beginning of creation... God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. The two shall become one flesh, and they are no longer two, but one flesh. Whatever or what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. When you were married, when you became one together, that's a oneness in everything that you do. That's a oneness in your finances. That's a oneness in your family's rules. Listen the first time. Use manners. Listen the first time. Use manners. Oneness. You come to this collectively. You are one in your family's routines and your family's schedules. You are one in your weekend plans. You are one in your family's discipline. You are one when it comes down to, to deciding who's going to be the leader when everything just cuts loose. Who's going to be the one to stand up and lead the family? Oneness is God's design for marriage. It's God's design for parenting. You have to parent collectively, together. That's how you're designed to do it. If you parent apart, your family will not be healthy. And I'll take it a step further. Your family will not be biblical. Parent together, collectively. You've got to do that. Mom and dad, you've got to be a united voice for your kids. Mom and dad, look at me just for a minute, right here. Look, you're adults. You're going to have some disagreements. You're going to butt heads, but do not. And I repeat, with all the authority that I might have on this stage right now, I repeat, never work out your differences in front of your kids. Can somebody say amen? Yeah, you can clap for that. Never work out your differences in front of your kids. Don't do it. 
Because when you start arguing with your spouse, you are, you are showing your kids that there is, there is not oneness there, and that is not what God has called us to do. You and your wife, or wives, you and your husband, go to the bedroom, go on a date night, go somewhere and work out your differences, and come to your kids with a united front. I recommend you do this. Based on today's message, based on today's plan to parent towards the goal of the heart, I encourage you to put your kids to bed early and sit down and talk about the two rules for the kids, two rules for the parents, see if it's going to work for your family, and then go forward with that. Have a little family meeting, just the two of you, just mom and dad, just go in and sit down and talk through. That's what Marie and I did. And we come together collectively. Not only should you plan and come together collectively, but you should at some point bring your kids on the conversation, in on the conversation after you are 100% on the same page. Bring your kids in, sit down, and let them know that this family is going to operate intentionally. This family is going to operate under the goal of parenting towards the heart because we want you to have a heart for Christ. Sit down and tell them that mom and dad are going to be on the same page, that there are going to be expectations that are going to be had, that there are going to be family rules, listen the first time and use manners, that this house, we're going to do everything within our power to honor God. That's a family conversation. When you sit down together as a family. When mom and dad parent Together, on the same page, collectively, mom and dad are united and the family benefits. There are rules and there are consequences. This brings us to the second point, the second rule for parents. Parent consistently. Your kids are going to break those two rules. That's when consistency comes into play. Parent consistently. Matthew 5.37 says this. But let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. If you say yes, but you mean no, or say no and mean yes, you're a liar. Scripture. You're a liar. Let your yes mean what? Let your no mean, otherwise, you're a liar. Don't be a liar. Hey, remember I said we're adults here, right? Parents, don't lie to your kids. Let's build a family, not around lies, but let's build a family around truth. What if our kids learn Whatever dad says, his word is good. Whatever mom says, her word is good. When mom says no, she means no. And I can trust that. I can have truth in that. When dad says yes or when dad says no, I know that he means that. He's not going to waver because my mom and dad, they parent together and their word is good. Man, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? For our kids to trust us. For our kids to come up in a house full of truth. The Bible teaches us 
that with truth comes freedom. And some of our houses need a little bit of freedom. And we can get that when we say yes and we mean it and when we say no and we mean it. Our houses need some truth. Truth is freeing. Consistency is freeing. But let me tell you that parenting consistently is one of the hardest things that you'll ever do. Man, it's hard. It is so hard to do that. But consistency needs to be your new life word. Maybe you're in here today and you're like, I don't have kids. I know some of the other people's kids and I never want to have kids. Like, I get it, right? Some of you might be like, man, you're right. Parenting's hard. I'm glad mine's out the house. Like, some of you, some of you already passed this parenting conversation. But you can take this home with you today. Consistency needs to be your life word going forward. You need to be consistent at work. You need to be consistent in your house. You need to be consistent wherever you live, work, and play. Whatever's going on in your life, be consistent. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Allow people to trust you. Allow yourself to have some freedom in your life just by being consistent. You should write it down. It's not on the screen. It's one word. It's consistency. That should be your new life word. Parenting consistently is very hard. But it will bring a method to your madness. It will allow you to bring some grace in your family, some intentionality in your family. It will help you be meaningful in your family. Consistency alone can radically change your family's dynamics. Bring some truth into your house. But we should never, ever confuse consistency with intensity. Never confuse consistency with intensity. The famous philosopher Bruce Lee, he wasn't a philosopher, don't write that down, okay? Bruce Lee says this, Bruce Lee says, long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. That is so true. When you're consistent, you don't have to blow up. You can have a plan, you can work your plan, and you don't have to get completely out of control. Listen, I know things in a family can get heated. They can blow up and they can escalate very, very quickly. But I remember learning as a child, if my life, my body ever caught on fire, what should I do? That's right. We should stop, drop, and roll. Y'all didn't forget that, did you? (laughs) Has anybody ever really been caught on fire and had to use this? I don't know why they teach it, but if if we ever get caught on fire, we're good to go, right? But I do want to bring this to parenting. Because when your kids go crazy and they're going to go crazy, this is what I want you to do. I want you to stop immediately. Just stop. And take a deep breath. You're the adult. You're the parent. You're not going to get intense. You're going to just get consistent with everything that you have talked about before that point that they lost their mind. So you're going to stop immediately. You're going to grab their attention. And you're just going to calm the situation. And think about it. If you were literally on fire, why do they tell you to stop? 
Because you know if you go crazy, you're going to make the flames bigger. Boy, that works in parenting too. You go crazy, you're liable to catch your house on fire. Stop immediately. Drop. Hey, Chase, come up here for a minute, bud. Hurry, hurry. If I run over on time, it's going to be your fault. Good. Right. Hang out right here. Say hey to everybody. Everybody say hey, Chase. All right. I didn't say clap for him. All right. Cool. Chase, do you ever do anything wrong? Sometimes. Good. Good. He's honest. Good. We stop immediately, and then I drop. Here's the deal. I'm parenting the heart. And when it comes time to correction and expectations, I'm looking at him in his eyeball. I'm right here. Hey, Chase, let's talk about something, buddy. Hey, I, I don't think we should do that in our house. Hey, you know, God says that we should honor mom and dad. You know, God wants you to listen to mom and dad. Hey, you know, we need to do this. We need to do X. We need to do Y. So can we go forward with this? And I look at him in his eyeball, and I have a heart-to-heart conversation with him. If I'm standing up, and I'm looking down at him right now, he thinks it's funny, but I tell you what, a child that is getting scolded with mom or dad standing on top of them is just a bad scenario. So we stop immediately, and we drop, all right? For my 16-year-old, she's not this short. (laughs) I've went in, and I've sat on Melanie's bed and said, Melanie, we need to talk. Eyeball to eyeball, this is what we need to do. All right? Thank you, buddy. You're good. Don't hurt yourself, please. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Cool. (laughs) Welcome to seven-year-old boys. Stop. Drop. Eyeball to eyeball. And roll. Hey, guys, there's going to have to be some action. There's going to have to be some action involved. Like, if you're literally on fire, you can stop and you can drop. But you're just going to lay on the ground and burn up. Right? (laughs) Right? You got to roll. You got to move. You got to have some action. Right? In parenting, stop, drop, and roll, you've got to have some action. You stop, you drop, you said, hey, look, this is what happened. This cannot happen again. If this happens next time, action step, rolling here. If this happens next time, punishment, correction, discipline, right? If I'm down on my knees a second time on the same same situation, we're going to have some issues because there are going to be some consequences because I'm parenting consistently, right? Stop, drop, and roll. That's how we do this thing because we're parenting towards the heart. We're not blowing up at our kids anymore. Not blowing up at our kids. I remember very, very, very vividly when Melanie was just a, a, a young child. She was learning how to drink out of a cup uh, by herself, or a cup all by herself, a big girl cup without a lid on it. And I said, Melanie, if you spill that milk, I'm going to spank you. And you know what she did? She spilled the milk. And then I thought to myself, man, you are a moron. Because you're literally getting ready to spank somebody over spilled milk. You know what I did? 
I spanked my child. You know why? Because my yes will be yes and my no will be no. But you know what I didn't do? I never made that mistake again. I altered my parenting. With Chase, I don't back myself in a corner. Chase, if you spill that milk, you're going to get in trouble. I don't back myself into a corner. Look, I know families, like you'll see them walking around. I don't know. Let's just say you see a family walking around Disney World, right? Kids screaming all this stuff. And their parents like, if you don't stop, we're leaving. No, you're not. You're not leaving Disneyland or Disney World because you're, right? Empty promises. Don't back yourself in the corner. If you don't stop crying, there's going to be serious consequences. We're going to sit and time out. I'm going to leave you with some stranger. I don't know what it is, but you're not leaving Disneyland, right? Don't back yourself into a corner. Don't parent towards extremes. Don't say something that you don't really mean. Don't over-punish. Don't over-discipline. Don't blow up, but also don't have empty threats either. Follow through with what you say. Because, remember, we're parenting towards the heart. When we're parenting towards the heart, parents, we have two rules. Where are they? Where are our parents? Parents, what are the two rules we have? Parent collectively. Parent consistently. And as we parent collectively and consistently, we're teaching our kids two rules. What are our kids' two rules? And use manners. That's where we're at with our families. And I'm telling you, if we implement this plan with this goal in mind, our, parent, our, our families will be healthier our families will be biblical, and our kids will learn to grow up to trust the greatest Savior of all time, and his name is Jesus Christ. And there is no other parenting goal that we should have than to lead our kids to the feet of Jesus. But we can't lead them to the feet of Jesus if we're not leading them in our own homes. Let's pray. God, today, man, so, so hard to, to be a parent but God, I pray that you'll help all of us be consistent, be on the same page, help our kids listen the first time and use manners. God, today, I pray that you would completely transform marriages, completely transform families, completely transform kids. God, I pray that you'll do some amazing things in the lives of the families that are here today. And God, I'm going to thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.